Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right. Up next. ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the office of Minnesota's number one sports authority, 
He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio, and by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright. We are back. Another Tuesday edition, Sports Done Right. We are live and direct. Another fun-filled edition. And our main man, of course, joining us once again because he could not make it for the other show. But Reggie is in the house. So say what's up, Reg. Vince Wright, what's going on? Why do you say I couldn't make it, man? I mean, why don't you just say I had some things to do or something like that? Well, he he had some things to do. You know, I mean, if everybody wants to know. So here's what I had to do. I um, had to do a, um, you know, I got assigned a contract to be an announcer for the Kalamazoo Cobras because they, you know, like my my voice. You know, I'm trying to get where you are, Vince, with your radio voice. And then I had to do a, <laughs> a, a Jack and Jill uh, DJ event. So that was the reason why I apologize. But uh, we'll be back on track, my brother. Well, welcome back, brother. We missed you on Sunday, but yeah, you're doing big things with the who's it? The Kalamazoo Cobras, right? That yeah, yep. Nice little semi uh, semi pro team, real real good squad and good people. So uh, you know, I like to be involved and help out as much as I can. Beautiful, beautiful man. And um, again, chat rooms popping off. So make sure you guys come on in here, chat away. We got some people. Got a special guest that's going to say hi a little later on. Um, we got Big Ben um, Suddeth is calling in. He's the host of the BS3 Sports Show out of Dallas, Texas at the top of the hour. So he's going to call us. We're going to talk about them Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott, Reggie, doing big things, dog. Uh, yeah, I was on that uh, opposite bandwagon of, hey, you know, if I'm Jerry Jones, you got to be loyal to Romo. But um, the guy beat my Steelers. And um, he has continued to impress. So I, I think I'm joined you where it's his squad and, and his his team to lose. So, yeah, um, Dak is just an a, a unbelievable rookie, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay, so cool. Hey, chat room's popping off. I want to say what up. Of course, number one to my mother, Ma Bell. So um, it's been real nice working. I actually work with my mom now, Reg. That's good. Um, how does that work? Is she kind of like, you know, is she, she over she, you or y'all? No, what? she's an administrative <laughs> assistant in one of the areas I work in. So uh, she's got the hookup. <laughs> I think that's good because she could keep you in check, man. And, um, yeah, she probably – you need actually her presence a little bit more often, seeing as how your lovely wife is gone a lot. So somebody probably to hold you in check for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're funny. You're funny. So, Reese Bell, my mother, is in the joint. Uh, who else we got up in here, Reg? I see, oh, newly uh, minted X-Squad DJ Queen in the house. What up, Miss Queen? What up, Queen? So, help me out. I, I, I've been so off the grid. Uh, how who, how did that go down? And was there an announcement or what, man, with the new, new X-Squad people? Uh, yeah, there was just a nomination and, uh, you know, got a couple new members and I'm glad they're aboard, man. So we got some uh, some nice music shows joining the crew here. XSquadAffiliates.com is the was that new new and, and DJ Queen. Was that yep, the new exactly. new members? Well, they had always supported us and uh, love to see just ladies join, you know, X Squad and just kind of black folks in general doing their thing, man. So it's kind of nice. It's refreshing. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So what's what else has been going on with you? How's uh, Carla doing? Western Michigan uh, doing big things now. Yeah, so, man, they're like one game away from uh, going to the MAC championship um, in Detroit. So they are doing big t- things. Actually, I just met the head coach just tonight. I met up with Carla. She had a dinner for her her employees underneath her, and um, I met PJ uh, pretty cool dude. I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, yeah, young guy, real cool. I'm never a, a starstruck kind of dude. So I just, you know, gave him some grip and was like, hey, congratulations on doing your thing and uh, appreciate uh, what you're doing for Western. But uh, real nice guy, man. Well, that's good to hear, man. Um, things are getting quite cold up here in Minnesota, folks. I'm sick of the weather already, ready to make that transfer. Uh, but we got some big games coming up this weekend in the Big Ten. The newly crowned Big Ten dominance, man. Uh, three in the top five, brother. What you thinking? Your squad in Michigan. Who you? I, well, I know who you got, but um, how how you feeling so far? You know, I mean, you know, well, I always say you know me, but you you always take every chance you get to give me shots. But I don't. I, I'm going to say the Big Ten is not as good as as everyone let you know as everyone is screaming, um, especially for the vo- people that put the people in the Final Four. So we, we shall see. Um, Ohio State had a definitely a lackluster performance against Michigan State on top of the previous one they had. So um, it's going to be interesting, honestly, Vince. What I'm curious is. If Ohio State beats Michigan, which is not guaranteed, um, and just say Penn State beats Michigan State, Ohio State has to root for Wisconsin in the championship game because, uh, you know, um, but I don't know, man. Uh, I'm happy, but at the same time, I'm I'm a little bit apprehensive to have what? Who else is it? There's Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin 7, and Michigan. They just haven't looked very good. Just to be totally honest with you, and I'm 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 gonna hope it's the weather and and it's rival, but man, I watched some of those games and they did not look good at all. Yeah, I hear you, man. I think it's gonna be a real tough game, man. You know, I I actually I'm kind of liking Ohio State in this game, man. I think just the way they've been playing, their quarterback, you know, a born leader, JT Barrett, big stud. I man, I, I'm all about Ohio State here, man, and uh, very you know, disappointed in Michigan's play here the past few weeks, but um, it's going to be fun, but I, I'm taking Ohio State, brother. Well, Michigan's quarterback is out for the year, so I and do expect too, Ohio right. State yeah. to win. Yeah. The only problem is is that I I get a glimpse of sometimes Urban Meyer, man, he just he tries to get too cute, and he goes, he runs Braxton Miller too much, and he's not very creative. I, I just don't understand why on certain teams you just don't pound the rock. And that's the one thing that, that Harbaugh does. He uses his strength, and and he uses it to a T. They will just hammer the rock and gets the ball to Jabril Peppers every other way. Ohio State will run Barrett more than he does his regular running backs. Mm-hmm. It, it's so confusing. And then they have one of the best <coughs> – excuse me – one of the best um, all-around um, receivers slash running backs and really – to be honest with you, I think Urban Meyer has done him a disservice as far as not getting him more pub for a Heisman Trophy. Um, let me look up the kid's name. Uh, he's ba- he's just a, a stud. He's a receiver, and then they put him in the backfield. 
give me a, give me a second. Maybe check in. No problem. No problem. See who else is in the chat room. Well, my cousin has just joined us. My cousin Eric, otherwise known as Higher Learning, up here in the chat room for the first time, checking us out on Spreaker.com. Again, Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor here on Spreaker.com, also on XSquadAffiliates.com. Make sure if you're on Spreaker, you follow us, um, Sports Done Right. You can also follow me and Reggie's other show, that is the Sports and More show. And you'll get live alerts when we go live. You'll be able to jump in the chat room by hitting the little talk bubble there. Man, we got all kinds of stuff going on. And also, you can call in live, 651-968-0124. I'll get that number in the chat room here throughout the night as well. And um, we are off and running with another show. We got some good tunes lined up. Uh, Reggie's music show is going to be coming our way soon, hopefully. He's, when he's not too busy, Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to actually work on it today, and then uh, you and I talked. So I was like, all right, let me let me uh, postpone that a little bit another day. I got Friday off, so I'm going to plug in the bells and whistles, and uh, we'll be up and running for a very right. entertaining, take-no-crap uh, radio talk show. Trust me on that. Well, exactly, man. Uh, how how you feeling about Western Michigan up there? Uh, they're legit, to be honest with you. I mean, they beat a couple Big Ten teams. I, I'm actually thinking it, it's kind of unfortunate that they're not getting the credit that they deserve. Um, I think they should be higher, but um, I don't think they can get any better than uh, like the number six bowl or whatever. Okay. So, or five or six bowl, some sort of New Year's bowl. But everyone's hype. Uh, I, I they're worried that PJ is going to leave, and I, and I, I could, I could see why. I mean, you know. He's going to command big time bucks, and um, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Texas? I mean, oh, real quick, your Vite, your Gophers actually have done better than I thought they would, my oh, man. Well, and well, I was thank harassed. You, Reginald, thank you, sir. Um, little sawed <laughs> off, short man that you are, but uh, yeah, Gophers uh, had a nice little game there. And I know Big L was talking crap about me in the chat room earlier because uh, we actually stayed at my friend's bar. We didn't actually make the game. So uh, we uh, just actually sat around, just had some drinks, had some food, stayed warm, and uh, just kind of, t- you know, just had a nice little afternoon drinking session. What's their record? They are, they're eight and two now. So that, that Penn State game a few weeks back really hurt them because they'd be playing for win number 10 against Wisconsin. But uh, big thing, Reg, Gophers are playing now for the oldest traveling trophy in college football, Paul Bunyan's Axe with the University of Wisconsin. And okay. Gophers have not won that trophy in about 13 years. So no, I got to be honest. It's not a rivalry at this point. It's a it's a Wisconsin ass whooping. Actually, we got the Badgers and Georgetown <laughs> going in hoops right now too on uh, ESPN. I think those trophies are stupid. <laughs> I mean, really, who cares about those trophies, buddy? Um, they really don't mean much, to be honest with you. Everybody named Mama got some sort of rival trophy. Oh, okay, Reggie. <laughs> right? I mean, do you do you have another trophy with anybody else or what? Yeah, yeah. Thank we you. actually got too much, got too many. That's you just see. No, you I know. To, I know. I just whatever. made your point, brother. <laughs> I, I know. I know. But uh, no, the Gophers have three old trophies, and and these go back a long time. So they're legitimate trophy games, and um, that's the Wisconsin one that I just told you about. 
We play for a 150-pound bronze pig called Floyd of Rosedale as well with Iowa, and that's a, a huge one there. And then what's the – oh, what is that other one? Oh, they, here's the bunk when, when Penn State came the into Bunyan. the league. Who the heck is that? Who's that at? What? The Paul Bunyan trophy. Who's that? I don't know. Paul Bunyan's axe. That's Wisconsin. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distract you no, from no, your – No, no, no. But I was just saying when they threw in uh, Penn State, you know, in the Big Ten a few years back, they created this what's called the governor's bell that I guess we and Penn State play for on a yearly basis. I, nobody cares two shits about that one. But, but the uh, pig and so the axe did, are the You didn't give ones. your thoughts on the Big Ten. Oh, and of I course, mean, uh, the second oldest uh, trophy game – is the um, little brown jug that we play with Michigan. And that goes back to about 1910 or something like that. So that's over older rivalry than Ohio State, Michigan? Wait, you know, not probably, most likely. Yeah, and what it was is uh, I think how that one started way back when the Michigan equipment dude left the water jug up here and they asked for it back. The Gophers wouldn't give it back. And said, Let's play for it. <coughs> They're off and running. Y'all stole you, it. Yeah, man. You okay, brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't get I'm high on right. your own supply, Reg. You okay? <laughs> Here we go. I probably should puff up that. <laughs> no <bit>. doubt. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Oh, man. So, Sorry, but yeah, man. Here for Ohio State, man. He's a stud receiver, and they put him in the in the backfield. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. Don't you worry. Exactly, man. But anyway, um, outside of that. How's work going? You got your new position? Are you doing all right? Yeah, man. Oh, good news there, people. Um, and, and especially with this uh, podcast as well. Um, I was able to get decent hours again with this job starting next month. So uh, the podcast will be at its normal time. Actually, I'm getting off a uh, half hour earlier than I used to, man. So I'll be working the 7 to 3.30 shift. Oh, maybe we can. Oh, okay. Maybe we can figure out. You want to still keep it at Sundays, or how do you want to do that? However, you want to do it, man. You want to try and All get right. back on the Thursdays. I know Ninja's starting to do a little Thursday gig there, but yeah, man, we could we could go. And right to that, that means what to me? <laughs> you and Ninja always throwing blows. Here we go. I, I don't throw uh, any blows. See, there, there you go. There no, you, listen. To I, you. Don't go, listen I, I don't go. I don't go into I, anybody's I, chat insulting anybody. All right, I don't go in. I don't go on anybody's chat insulting anybody, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let me welcome some more people up here in the chat room. Like I said, we welcome my cousin Higher Learning, Eric McLaren up in the house here. We got Sluggo the Hammer, Georgia State, baby. What's going down, Sluggo? We got our main man, the G-Money, Gary G-Money Joiner, the big Mets fan up in here. What's going on, G-Money? And who else we got in here as I'm scrolling the chat room? I think we're all caught up. We got all the ladies in here. Everybody, bye. All right. So we off and rolling, man. Um, again, the number 651-968-0124 if you want to call in live. Uh, top of the hour here in about five minutes, we're expecting a call from Ben Suddeth. He is the host of the BS3 Sports Show out of Dallas. So we'll be talking to him about oh. Dak Prescott, obviously, these Cowboys. How, you, how do you feel about them Cowboys, Reg? Yeah, man, they're 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 uh, a Super Bowl contender, but oh, you yeah. know, with the West or West, excuse me, uh, 
with the uh, uh, NF AFL, right? NFL, man, long night. Reggie, what are you doing tonight, man? NFC, man. I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm under the weather a little bit. NFC, uh, I think Seahawks are going to give them a run for their money, too. So you got Seahawks out there. Uh, Cowboys, Washington didn't look too bad. The Giants oh, are still yeah, hanging yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Let, let's Jersey's see. Giants. Uh, let's see Dallas run the table a second time through and beat, like, Washington and beat the Giants. That, that's what I would like to see. Also, their their defense I'm, is horrible. Yeah, exactly. And also, because I see my main man, uh, part of the Minnesota Mafia, R.C. Ronald Cameron up in here. What up, R.C.? Um, we're going to touch a little bit. And I know you're not a big boxing fan, Reggie, but we had the uh, Sergey Kovalev-Andre Ward battle out in Vegas last week, about 14,000 at the T-Mobile Arena. And uh, definitely a, a very good fight. A lot of people thought Kovalev got robbed. Um, oh, I didn't see the whole really? fight. I didn't see the whole really? fight. Yeah, we'll of course, talk about of course. it later. Hold on, hold on. Okay, of course they would think he got robbed. But, but that, that's that's just what's been out there. Um, on the Sports Box Done Right Brooks. page, I actually put the HBO's podcast or boxing podcast out there. Um, they did a little thing right after the fight. But, yeah, man, a lot of people thought Kovalev got robbed. A lot of people who have watched it maybe two or three times now have actually said that, um, Kovalev may have won, but not by the original margin. I think that's what RC said too, is that he watched it again the next day, Reg, and he thought that Kovalev won, but only by a point or two maybe. Whereas the night before when he watched it, and he said he kind of had a bad feed. I don't know what that means. If RC, if you want to uh, elaborate on that, but he said the night he originally watched it, he thought Kovalev killed him. So quite interesting. Uh, man, I, I, I would love to get into boxing, man, Vince, but I just it's just too shady. It is too shady for me to to waste money on well, that. You know, that's what you're going to get, Rich. Anytime you're in a sport that is judged. I mean, you know, you can go back to the Olympics and, and, and you know, gymnastics. Anytime you're judging something. Yeah, you're you're always up for for the that, who's that's. Now. That's why I follow UFC. <laughs> you hit it right on the head. I like I like how you you like two for two tonight. Just just oh, well, going right into what I've been saying. That homeboy. Right into what I've been saying, man. You have a you have boxing who you. A lot of people said one dude just beat the living daylights out of somebody, and then the the decision goes the exact opposite. It, it, it's just garbage, look, man. Not well, the sport. I, well, I look. From the collective bargaining, is this fight literally could have gone either way? So is that you what know, you take, say? I I had I wasn't able to see the whole fight. That's what I'm saying. Well, I you actually, just well just rewind what you said. Though you just got finished saying that most people said Kovalov won. Now you talking said, about okay? Well, I, it could have been equal. But here's the thing: <laughs> a lot of people thought Kovalev won and thought Kovalev killed him. Fair share of people thought Andre Ward basically dominated six through twelve. I shouldn't say dominated, but maybe one round six through 12. What I'm saying to you is when I remembered actually that the fight was on, what I did, because, you know, I ain't shelling out 70 bucks for it. I went over to Periscope and, you know, there's a few people that are always Periscoping. You know, UFC fights, boxing. So check this out. There was a dude who was actually at the fight in the third row and he Periscoped the whole fight. That, from the third that, row, man. Oh, Almost man. like you were there. I, I, I was like, hey, dude, send me your PayPal. I'll, I'll throw you a couple bucks. But uh, you know, right. if he's sitting in the Good third luck. row, he ain't really worried about the money. So, 
Good looking. So <clears throat> did didn't one of them get knocked down? Yeah, Ward early on in the fight? second in the second round. So that's See, a ten eight round right there. Oh my! Oh, that, that Gary said that uh, MMA is whack, and um, what are the boxing is way better. MMA is garbage. It, it's interesting. I'm not going to say that boxing is garbage because it's not, but right. it's just as barbaric as MMA, and, and there's more shots to the head repeatedly. So that means really. To be honest, Vince, since, you know, let's just talk about this from a scientific health point of view. When you get knocked the F out, because I was told we can't curse because Big L said, but would you say <laughs> theoretically say. you get a concussion, right? Most likely? No, I, I hear you. Yes. I mean, you would think. You would think. Okay, then, then you get how many knockdowns is there? Um, how many knockdown rules is there? Hey, there's a three knockdown rule in a, in, in, a, in a lot of fights. Otherwise, as many as they can withstand. Okay, I mean, so that's some re- repeated blows to the head concussion-wise. That's all yeah. I'm just saying is at least MMA, you get knocked down, dudes on top of you, it's a wrap. Like, well, you know, whole... and, and that's where the boxing referee comes in, brother. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to cut you off there, but a good referee does the same thing in boxing. Okay, oh, but you on, still can cuss. Well, let's do this. We got Big Ben calling here. Hold on one second. Big Ben. All right, and I think joining us on the line here, we got Ben Sutter. Ben, are you there? Yep, I'm here. How's it going? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for joining us here. Um, folks, Ben is the host of the BS3 Sports Report out of Dallas, Texas. He is on Spreaker as well. Make sure you check him out. Um, He'll hit you up with his Twitter and how to contact him um, at the end of our little interview here. But, Ben, thank you again for joining us here on Sports Done Right, my man. Um, First off, you know, them Cowboys, man. (laughs) Big time balling. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy just to see how well they're performing uh, with the young talent that they have. I mean, these are two rookies basically leading the team. Um, and, the, you know, Dak wasn't even really considered uh, a starter at all. And then when, with injuries, he, he got thrown into the spotlight, and, and he's doing amazing with it. And Zeke, too. Zeke was definitely worth the fourth pick. Yeah, I mean, you know, two rookie of the year candidates, man. Um, <laughs> hey, we got our boy Reggie joining us here as well. Um, ben, so Reggie, uh, jump on in, brother. You know, Ben, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to talk to you on, well, what are you on, not, uh, eight and one? I forget, what's the record? Seven and one? Uh, eight and one. Not, eight oh, and no, one. excuse me, not, nine, nine and one. one. Nine and one. Okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I just didn't want you to think that uh, I duck anybody. So um, I will come on and, and give you props to your Cowboys, me being a diehard Steelers fan. So it is enjoyable to see Zeke and Dak do well. But, uh, yeah, tough pill to swallow. But uh, congratulations, my man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's exciting to watch. Well, hmm. you know, here – oh, I'm sorry, Reggie, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well – the first question I was was going to ask is um, what are your thoughts on you get two different parties. One party says it was admirable uh, what Romo said, and I'm including in that group. I thought it was, you know, really kind of cool and just that he was pretty genuine. And you got another group that was like, man, that was kind of soft. And, you know, we want our quarterbacks to, to not uh, 
give up the ship and, and just turn things over. What do you think or what are your thoughts on that and, and where pretty much the general Dallas population falls when regarding Romo and his press conference? Yeah, well, my my thoughts are that he, you know, he, he poured his heart out. You know, the the guy, this this was a lot for him to have to go through just from watching um, and have, having been the man for 10 years and then somebody comes in and, and really beats you out, basically, because you were hurt. Uh, so, you know, he, he, he poured his heart out, I mean, heart out. I think it was a heartfelt speech. Um, I don't know, personally, I would have wanted him to just, just say whatever it was on his mind, but you know I'm okay with it if he if he had, if he written it. But I think that you know the the, the population in Dallas is, is just appreciative of Romo, and a lot of people really feel feel sorry for him for ragging on him so much because the guy uh, just went through so much. You know, really over the, over these past two years, only playing I believe four games total regular season games, mm-hmm. which is you know it's crazy alone by itself, but. I think anybody outside of Dallas, you know, you see Charles Woodson saying it was selfish. I don't think it was selfish. I mean, he he needed he needed to say something. It needed to happen because it was he was already healthy. He was already what eighty ninety percent, so he could have played. So he had to make an announcement. He had to say something. But it, it did seem like a retirement speech. If you watch the whole thing, it almost sounded like at the end he was going to say, "Okay, and I'm officially retiring." But uh, obviously, that he didn't say that, but that's what the suits look like. The the one thing that I again I, I just hate when people do things like that. When you have a situation like Aaron Rodgers and and Brett Favre, when he's like, "Man, I ain't, I'm not paid to help the backup," and it looks like Romo has been the exact opposite as far as helping out Dak. So. Um, I thought he was pretty genuine, and I I don't think he's ready to retire. But uh, if you were to vote, who would you vote as far as MVP? Either Elliott or would you do Dak? Oh, good question. That is a good one. Uh, and I've thought about this, and I would say I would say Zeke Elliott, uh, just because he's leading the NFL in rushing right now. Uh, the num- person at number two is DeMarco Murray, an ex-Cowboy, but he uh, he is leading the, the league in rushing. He's got, I'm not sure where he is as far as touchdowns, but he's pretty high there. Um, and I think Dak, Dak has done a good job. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I, I just think Zeke is really uh, the, you know, kind of the starter for this team. And once he gets going, then more things start start to to smoothen out. And even last game, he only he had 97 yards, uh, and he, he didn't get his hundred, but he he had to work hard for those yards. And that that was not an easy game at all. But he stayed, he stayed, he sticked with it, and you know I think. He, he's gonna he, he's gonna finish the the season leading the NFL in rushing, so I think he should be the, the MVP. And I'll probably say Dak. I don't know. You may have right. If I have Zeke win both MVP and Rookie of the Year, that's probably what it's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, the way this thing's going down there in the Big D, dog. I mean, this is crazy. Um, I haven't seen anything like it from two rookies that are just dominated on the offensive side of the football the way these two have. Um, I, I mean, I can't remember when, but, um, you know, one thing, Ben, I wanted to ask you, and again, we got uh, Ben Sutterth here. He is the host of the BS3 Sports Show on Spreaker.com as well. Make sure you check his show out Saturdays, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, turn the volume down on them games like I do and um, hang out with Ben. Uh, he's got a great show, and make sure you check him out. But, Ben, I wanted to talk about Coach uh, Garrett here. You know, 
he, you know, the head coach has kind of gotten lost in this mix with all this success. And I was just wondering, you know, just from what you hear in your circles, word on the street, you know, in the media down there, you know, how did the, how are you guys feeling about the head coach all of a sudden with this success? Well, I, I think that Jason Garrett has always preached process. Uh, we take it one day at a time. We we do everything methodically. Nothing is is out of is out of the blue. And I think now people and fans and myself are starting to see all this stuff is coming to fruition now. And part of it, I think, is because he has the guys that have the same mentality like he does. You know, Byron Jones at, at safety, Sean Lee, Jason Witten, of course, has been there forever. Uh, Dak has that same uh, same offensive line. I mean, he everything that he's been preaching for the past uh, eight years or so is it, finally coming to fruition, and, and it's it's now everybody on the team is taking it on. So. Uh, it, it's 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 praise to to uh, to Jason Garrett, and you can see just how much fun he's having right. on the sideline. And there's not there is not as much criticism as there has been for Jason Garrett. Of course, when you win, there's not going to be a lot of criticism. Now, if they if they run if they lose a couple games, then you know Jason Garrett is going to get thrown under the bus again. But I think it, it, everybody is just now starting to see that everything that he's been saying. Is now in, we're now in it right now, and we're now seeing the fruits of all the stuff that he's been preaching. Okay, <clears throat> I'm scrolling here and I'm looking. I think you're. Yeah, you're we got an animated chat room. Whenever you talk Cowboys football, Reggie, you know the chat room gets going. <laughs> I see Gary G Money Joiner in there. Romo has to retire. If you breathe on him, he breaks his collarbone. Um, you know, that's, that's just what you, but you know, I mean, anytime you get injury prone and, you know, Ben, you know, this too, I mean, this is, this is how you get looked at all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He, he's, he's got a bad rap and, and honestly, I think he, I think he would get hurt. Any, any game that he gets in, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost like, you know, 50, 50 that he, he's going to get hurt at a matter, in a matter of time. Your back is not something that you that you can play with. It's not something you can just say, okay, you know, I set out a couple of weeks, now I'm back, and everything's all good. You know, there there's a story on, on Romo that he can't sit down. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but he can't sit down on the team playing for too long because his back hurts. You know, so you know that's the playing, yeah. And now I'm yeah. sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to say that's the same thing. Larry Bird, if you remember Larry Bird, he couldn't travel yeah. after a while because of that stuff. Yeah. So I mean, if you just think of that on a on a plane ride, and you you're yeah. trying to play a full NFL game where people are hitting you nonstop in your back, in your side, you know, if if all possible, clotheslining you, whatever it, whatever it, it takes to get you on the ground. I don't think I don't think he'll survive that, and he has the best offensive line in the NFL. So, if if somebody gets to him freely, uh, I do see him getting injured. And uh, if, if I was him, you you had, you had a great career. There's no need to try to prolong it. I would I would retire if I was him at the end of the season. You had a good year. Hopefully, Cowboys won the Super Bowl, and then you can walk off into the sunset with a Super Bowl ring. You didn't right. necessarily do anything this particular season but you know you help build this team so and I think he he would get favorable treatment you know a lot of guys like you know um you know remember I think uh, Drew Bledsoe has a championship ring you know when Tom Brady took over for him remember 
Um, I right. think if, if Dallas did do that, he'd be remembered very fondly down there, you know. So um, I hope he can figure it out. Go ahead there, Reg. I'm looking at the defensive stats here, and I think that's the one thing that uh, will really hold Dallas back and then you prey on injuries. But it looks like they're ranked right in the middle of the pack. Um, what are your thoughts as far as Dallas – um, with that defense the way it is, um, and you, we all know once you get in the playoffs, you know, you got your defense pretty much steps up. You got teams like the Seahawks that um, I think is pretty good defensively. And then they still got Washington that's up and coming as well as, um, let me see, Seahawks, Washington, and the Giants. What do, you, what do you think about those three, and what do you think about your Dallas Cowboy defense moving forward, uh, holding up in the playoffs? Well, I, I think – this defense is overachieving, really, out of their minds. Um, at the beginning of the season, or even in off season, I wasn't expecting that much from this defense. I wasn't expecting that much from the secondary. I wasn't expecting that much from the D-line. And they're playing collective football. Uh, no, There's no one star on this defense. You know, Sean Lee, I think I would consider the star uh, of this defense. But they're all playing together. Everyone's going after the ball. You're not seeing any big plays being given up, which I think is, is the big thing about this, this defense. Now, when you face, yeah, when you face the Seattles of the world, uh, that, that is going to be different for, for Dak. No doubt about that. I think to, to, to compare the Cowboys and, and Seattle, to me, there's really no, there's really no comparison. We're, we're average. We're in the middle. And that's good enough. I mean, that's good enough for what we need, good enough for what we have accomplished so far. But, yeah, when you get into with the Seattles of the world, that, that is going to be a tough defense to, to match up against. But Dak has done it, and the Cowboys as a whole, has done it against the Steelers, has done it against the Ravens, who are, who is considered the top defense, even the Packers. They're not as great right now, but did, did it against them too. So, you know, it, it's uh, they're not really blowing anybody away, but, Honestly, I'm okay with that because they, they make plays when they need to make plays, which is probably the best thing that you could, you could say about any defense. And they just play team defense. Uh, there, there's no one star. They, they've gotten enough sacks. Uh, not, 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 not again, not blowing anybody away, but they, they get the sacks and they need to get them. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how they're playing so far. Hey, good. I hear you, man. Now, Gary G. Money Joiner, who's in our chat room tonight on Sports Done right here on Spreaker.com, also on XSquadAffiliates.com as well, says, uh, these people aren't looking out for Romo's best interest. His wife should talk him into retirement. He has children. He'd make a good quarterback coach. And by the way, I agree with that 100%. I, you know, if, I don't. You know, if if the back is is, and here's the qualifier for me, and then I'll let you guys jump in. If the back is as bad as I think it may be, and obviously if he does win, if Dallas does win the Super Bowl, you know that's a, that a, that a, can change everything. But I kind of agree with Gary. So what do you mm. guys? I can tell Reggie doesn't agree. How do you? What do you think, Ben? I think I think he should retire. I think um, you've had you've had a good season. You've played a long amount of time in the NFL, which is hard alone to be able to do, especially from where you came from especially from not really having an opportunity to, to get drafted. I mean, and, and honestly, I think his wife is telling him it's time to sit down. But you're an NFL player, uh, the way that your job has been taken away, you don't want to walk off, you don't want to leave like this. 
which I think is, is part of the reason why he's wanting to stick around. But uh, I think he was said Sluggo said that they're not they don't have his best interest, which um, I think I think I, I would have to agree there because you see, you see the comments from from Jerry Jones saying, well, we 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 haven't totally forgot about him. He's not totally off the team. You know, they're they're, they're playing it even. This this is this is GM Jerry talking. This is. This is an owner, Jerry. This is GM Jerry saying, you know, I, I, we have, we're not giving up on him. He can still play. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the season, you have to figure out what to do with him. You got to right. trade him. You got to release him. And whatever it is, you're going to have to pay him some type of money. Um, but, you know, he, he could he could ride off just like Aikman. When Aikman went down with that, that last injury, and, you know, you never seen Aikman again, he still got his money. It wasn't like he was he, – he didn't get paid. You know, he's still going to get your money. So – I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, what 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 he thinks is best because he's, he's you know, you know, Romo's going to ultimately make the, the decision that he wants to make. Right. How do you think? How do you feel, Reg? Um, these are some of the same people that thought that, um, and it's a different sport that Chris Bosh should be allowed to play with blood clots. I find it interesting. It's interesting how we pick one and not the other. Uh, does should Romo probably retire? Yeah. But um, Romo knows his body. I mean, it's not necessarily life or death. I don't think Dallas is taking advantage of him and that they don't have his best interest. I, I would think that Dallas would more so than uh, the Miami, the Pat Riley, you know. And I know it's a different sport, but my point is, is that this happens all the time where players risk injuries, neck fusions, you know, knees, back. So this Romo situation is nothing new. Dudes are coming back from life-threatening injury. My man came back from what he had a uh, spleen or a broken rib. He could have died. Actually, that was more serious last year's injury, if I'm correct. And he played through and came back. Then this back injury. So no, I mean, if these you know if these guys want to do their thing, it, it's on them. And we all know these guys are going to go out on the sword, and they're you know they're going to have to be carried out. That's just the way of sports in general. Well, I, yeah. I hear you. Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry to mean to cut a cut in there. Oh no, no problem. I, and I was going to say, you're right. You're right on that because they they don't have the same mindset like we have. At least that's what I, I believe. They they don't see it the way we see it, where your health is on the line and and you're more concerned about uh, your future. They they're looking at their I think their legacy, of course, their ego, of course, the the opportunity to to walk off and. Win it, win a championship with you being the leader of the team. So yeah, I think you definitely got a, you definitely got a good point there. Um, but you know, we, we can we can we can talk all day. But at the end of the day, Tony Romo is going to say what he wants to do at the end of the season. Right, right. I got a question for you. I, I I've been reading uh, quite a bit on this uh, Zeke Elliott, and maybe it's just fodder or or you know fake news. But I keep hearing that this this domestic violence situation is possibly worse than it, it it was talked about with uh Zeke Elliott. Is that a lie or is there some things that's not, you know, not being talked about that's under the cover or, you know, what are you hearing or is there anything on the ground to that that, you know, it's worse than what they're letting on, kind of like this Des Bryant situation back in the days? Yeah. I think I think they're I think the NFL is just trying to make sure they don't miss anything because they've been dragged through the mud on so many different situations. The, the, the Josh Brown situation, 
they totally botched that one up. Uh, I mean, there's so many different situations that they messed up. I think they're just trying to make sure that there's absolutely nothing. Um, and I, I do think there's part truth, and part of it is probably being stretched by, you know, this this uh, woman that either his ex-girlfriend or, or whoever she may be. So I, I, I just think that uh, there's some truth and there's some lie, and uh, I don't think anything's going to come of it, though, because if you if the, if the law says there's nothing, then... Then I said, I don't think you create something, but I just think they're going to drag this out as long as possible just in case something does come up. So then they can put it out in the spotlight and say the star running back or the Cowboys uh, or star running back, period, doesn't matter what team, and this is what he's done, and this is how we're going to fix it, and this is how we're going to handle it. So that that's that's pretty much my take on it. I don't think it's too much more that's going to come out because I don't think there is anything. Okay. There you go. There you go. Well, let's hope not, man. Let's, let's hope not. Now, let yeah. me ask you here, Ben, before we get you out of here, uh, a couple Mavericks questions. You know, now we got the NBA season on their way. And, you know, I'll be I'll be quite honest. I haven't delved too much in the, into the NBA this year. But uh, word on the street, as I'd like to say, how, how are the folks feeling about the Mavs this year? What are you guys expecting from uh, um, Mr. Cuban's team? Uh, it. it- I hate that you asked me about this because they're playing <laughs> horribly right now. Oh, two, okay. two, two and eleven uh, mm. is the record. Ooh. Yeah, not they're, they're below the Pelicans, which that's like an all-time Ooh. low. Damn. Yeah, that, this, this is the worst since ninety-three, ninety-four when when the Mavs went one and twenty-three. Uh, but th- there's a lot of factors though. Uh, number one, the Mavs haven't cared about the draft, and now it's starting to show. Uh, number two, all these guys are old. Um, you know, you got youth on the floor, but they don't, they're not really gelling. They're not making shots when you need to make shots. And so, you, you know, you've got a, you got an Adrian Dirks who's now got an Achilles. You got D. Will who can't stay healthy. You got J.D. Barea who's now out, I think, three or four months. And you got Devin Harris. I mean, it's, it's a lot of factors. And now it's, this is like really hitting the breaking point. So they're, they're going to have to start from the bottom up now, which is what I've been saying really since, you know, not since the championship, but probably for the past couple of years because all they've all they, all, all they basically been trying to do is get the big fish. But nobody wants to come here. I, I, and I, I, I don't know what Cuban thinks, but nobody wants to come here. Nobody cares about ben, not being so You know, that's very interesting that you mentioned that. And, again, I hate to cut you off because, you know, in the years – you know, uh, maybe two, three years before, and obviously the year they won the championship and right after that, you know, Cuban made it known that, you know, you come here, you get treated as a first-class, um, you know, rock star. You know, he's got, like, the best, you know, corporate playing for him. He's got all these funky amenities down in Dallas. And yeah. it, it's real funny that you say now that nobody will come there. And I well, find that uh, quite interesting. Well, here's my thoughts, though, gentlemen. You got to remember, I mean, he he's just in a tough time. It's not very many free agents available. So you got to look at, you know, there's no income state income tax. Right. And right. so that roster, why would you go there for that? I mean, just because it's money and there's nobody else to play. Why would you? This is a day and age where people want to play with their boys. And you got a situation now LeBron went back to Cleveland. He pretty much can recruit whoever. Right. People are going to Golden State. They got a squad. You couldn't pay me $30 million, I mean, to to uh, to go to Dallas because you're going to lose. So they're just in a situation where the guys are old, their stars are old, and they got to rebuild. And that's in my personal opinion. Yeah. 
And, and you, you, may, you definitely made some good points because there, there are no boys here. I mean, there is nobody with somebody with somebody's going to be running over here. You know, now the story is Boogie Cousins, who obviously is probably going to get dealt by the trade deadline, or you know, he's not going to be on the Kings next year. I don't think. But, but the story is now that they should try to get Boogie Cousins, which I totally disagree with, because it's not. It's just going to be a, another Rondo situation. It's going to be another headache. Nobody, the team's not going to be dramatically better with Boogie Cousins and and and, uh, and Harrison Barnes and a whole bunch of other guys. I don't think it's going to be dramatically better. I don't think they're going to they're going to you know beat the the the, the Warriors for sure in the playoffs. So why even try to go down that road? Which I don't know what the purpose of that is, but it, it, it's it's just not it's just not a good situation. But it's all coming to a head. This is going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. You realize nobody. Uh, nobody wants to come here. When you realize you have aging players, when you get to that point, that's when you have to start over. Yeah. Like, you know, like the like the Sixers and like all you know, all like the teams and all these other teams. No, I had someone in the uh, chat room <clears throat> had mentioned the Houston Texans. Sorry to switch back to football. Oh, uh, that was but, probably uh, my cousin Higher okay. Learning. He's in town from Houston up here, so we actually got a Texas boy on the other side of my glass here, Ben. So I, I'd really like to get your thoughts on what are people saying about uh, the quarterback situation? I mean, because you got some stud receivers, Fuller and uh, whoa, what's what's the other uh, their number one receiver over there? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Hopkins. Hopkins. He was saying Hopkins, that he yeah. was the best receiver in the NFL. What's the deal with the quarterback? Or is he that bad? Is it still just he's still raw? Or what are people saying? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I just think that he he was paid based on potential, and he just hasn't really lived up to to the contract that he that he was given. But also, I think that team's missing uh, JJ Watt, who's really their, their whole defense. Even though he just plays, <laughs> he's in the line. That that's like their whole their, 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 the the heart and soul of their defense, but. I just think, you know, I just think they just got to give off a lot of time. Uh, but, you know, they were talking about it last night, how how Hopkins last year had, a, I think he had like 90 catches. Or, uh, I don't remember the number for sure. But this year he's got like half of the catches. But the problem is who's throwing the ball to him, which is which is Osweiler. So I think I, I just think Osweiler needs time. Um, I think they've, they've got a good team. I mean, if, they, if their defense didn't give up those couple long passes, to, to running backs and fullbacks last night, they probably would have won that game. The one uh, nose tackle from Houston actually said that my man from uh, South Carolina was a better defensive player than J.J. Watts. <laughs> Grego's uh, ex, uh, ex-nose tackle, big boy. I was like, man, he must have been drinking something. But uh, he had said that Jadavian Clowney was better than Watts. Did you did you hear that last night uh, during the uh, the game what? out in uh, Mexico? Yeah, that's what's the big dude's name that uh, he was a nose tackle on, for Will, Patriots for come a while. On. Will Fort, Vince yes. Will Fort. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, nah, I don't agree with that. <laughs> me I mean, Will Fork is good, don't get me wrong, but J.J. Watt, can, I think, can just do a variety of more things than, than uh, Will Fork can do. Cool. Well, hey, Ben, um, I, I got just a couple more quick questions for you here, and we'll let you get out of here. 
But before we do that, please tell the folks about your show, where they can find you, and how they can get a hold of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's the BS3 Sports Show, which is on Spreaker. So you can do Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Sports or search BS3 Sports Show. Uh, available on all avenues of social media at BS, the number three, sports. And, yeah, I love, uh, love talking sports. and show up every Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time. I'll be doing um, a special show uh, on Monday based on the holiday, so on the 28th doing a special show on uh, on Spreaker. So uh, make sure you check it out. Join in on the chat line. Real quick, before you go, what, what would you say your your uh, top three uh, rivalries to Dallas? Going to the Super Bowl, and who would you say their biggest rivalry in the Super Bowl if they were to get there out of the AFC? If, if they were to get there, uh, it, it, it would. I think it would be the Patriots. I think that would be like – I think that's really the game. That's the game that I, I would want to see because that would be their biggest test of the whole year uh, to get past the Patriots, and which they can be beat. It's been done It's been done before, so not like they're invincible, but I, that would be my – that would be one. Uh, I think number two, a matchup I would love to see uh, would be against the Raiders because the Raiders are, are kind of in the same boat as the Cowboys are with the young team – their defense, though, I would definitely say is better. But they're they're a young team with with their car with a you know nice wide receiver, hmm. Amari Cooper. So that 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 would probably be number two. But I think that would probably be a fun Super Bowl to watch and be a great matchup. Um, probably the third one. Wow, let me think. Um, wow, I think who? No worries about Washington or New York Giants at all over there. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think in my, in our own division, probably the top one would be Philly. Uh, Philly, the Cowboys and Philly really truly hate each other. I mean that that has been like the biggest rivalry over the past uh, few years uh, for sure. Uh, the one with the Redskins, I think there's still a rivalry there, but I don't I don't consider that one as high as the Philly and in Dallas, right. and then also you know of course you look at the Giants, but. I just think that with the Giants kind of up and down, uh, I don't really consider that a, a big rivalry that much anymore. But I think the Eagles would probably be the – and as far as the division, the Eagles would be the, the, the top rivalry. All right. Well, hey, Ben, right. uh, first off, again, thank you for taking some time out of your evening here tonight, bro. Um, I'm a big fan of your show. As you know, I always catch it when I can. Um, love what you do down there. I love how you even, you know, you throw in the Christian hip hop artists and get them on the line and, you know, tell their stories about their songs and stuff, man. So, uh, props to you props, even though I'm a Duke fan, I'll give you some props to your, uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. That's about the only time <laughs> you're going to hear me say that too, by the way, sir. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But I, no, I don't man, like paying respect. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just wanted to, you know, share, share your show with the people, man. So you have a good evening, sir. All right. You too. I appreciate all your support and uh, everybody for checking me out. Appreciate it. Have me on. All right. Take it easy, bro. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. All right. Big Ben Sutter, host of the BS3 Sports Report. Reggie, time to get our first break of the night in, sir. We are off and running again. Yeah, my more uh, chill back since uh, <laughs> you say I'm always harassing people. 
<laughs> uh, Reggie, you know what? You're so dark. I'm losing you here in the video feed. I know. I think that's your bootleg, <laughs> your bootleg computer. <laughs> oh, always talking nonsense. All right, folks. So we got some music for you here. We're going to take our first break of the night. We will be back. We are going to talk about Reggie Steelers. I'm oh, sure he's got something oh. to say about Tomlin. Obviously, we're going to touch on the, my Minnesota Vikings. Of all things, the Vikings and the Detroit Lions playing for first place on Turkey Day. Um, we got some big college games that we touched on earlier coming up uh, as rival, Rivalry Week has kicked in. So keep it tuned here. Vince Wright, Reggie Lawrence, I'm the sports governor of Minnesota. He is half pint, otherwise known as Little Sawed Off. What about you? Are you you bobblehead or what? Oh, why you got to go there, man? Why you call me half pint? Because you're five <laughs> feet tall. Reggie I'm would five, drown six. in the shallow end of the pool. <laughs> I am five six. <laughs> All right, man. Anyway, let's get this break in here for the people. Folks, we will be right back. Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com as well. The number one cheap rocket jersey firm. Lonely Hearts Cafe. Spicy conversations. It's Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Daddy Young. Microwave. Reggie Long, aka Dollars and Cents. No tricks in 86, it's time to build. Check out the Doug Stewart Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. It's sports talk, it's guy talk, it's fun talk. Once again, that's the Doug Stewart Show. One half of the world-famous Two Live Stews, Doug Stewart. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at StewartMediaAndEntertainment.com. Trust me. You'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. And I got one question for you. Are you not entertained, huh? This is your boy, KC, from the Kicking It With KC Show. And after 10 o'clock, when my wife go to sleep, I'm listening to the Spicy Conversation Show. Yes, it is pure enjoyment. No, I ain't doing nothing. Uh Uh-uh. I was in the bathroom. Yeah. So what? No, not, no, my computer's not. No, I won't, no. Okay. She gotta shake a little something. Shake a little something. Ooh. Throwing that thing from left, right, side to side. She gotta have her own money. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the girls that pay, they rent all time. If you ain't here to party, take your ass back home. If you get it naughty, baby, here's my phone. Slide with your boy to the bar. Slide with your boy to the car. I've been searching everywhere, but now here you are. Ooh, junkie. Looking for them girls with the big old hoops. That dropped it down in Daisy Dukes. Now I wanna get down. Yeah, them the ones I'm tryna recruit. I'm looking at you, yeah you, baby. Now let me hear you say you're ready. I'm ready. 
I do what I want to and I recognize consequence. I think for myself and I talk for my wealth in my pockets. I got common sense. I'm jonesing for a power captured by none, harnessed by few. Cause when the funk hits the fan, I know just what to do. I take it and twist it, break it and rip it. I write it to pick up the mic and I grip it. I speak it to strip it down to the truth. Cause it's about time we got back to the roots. Finally got it right. Sports done right. Check us out right here on Spreaker every Tuesday night with your host, the big smooth Vince Wright. You can keep up with all the latest breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook. It's about time you got your sports done right. All right, folks, we are back. Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com. Vince Wright being joined by the co-host of the Sports and More show, Reggie Lawrence. What up, Reg? What up, what up, man? Chilling, chilling. And uh, we got some new folks I wanted to welcome here who joined us in the chat room. Um, we had Ben Sutterthon from Dallas, Texas, the host of the BS3 Sports show on in the last segment. So we didn't get to the chat room here, but we had some new people joining us. And uh, first off the bat, let me just play his music. Part of uh, the Ohio State Posse. You know him, you love him. He is everybody's favorite uncle at the party, at the reunion. Vernon Ricks, also known as the number one chief rocker, Jersey Vern, in the house. What up, Jersey? I'd be curious as to get Jersey's uh, takes on Ohio State. Uh, Jersey, uh, Jersey can call in. Um, we'll get the number in the chat room, 651-968-0124. Um, also, um, if I didn't get to him, Gary G. Money Joiners out there, Big L, um, said Cedric is in the house as well, and his Raiders are bombing, man. I got to give, give his team props. Raiders are doing some things. Got uh, Big L out here. Let's hold off on the Raiders now. Hold on. When you rank like 30th oh, yeah. in you defense, gotta, whoa. Yep, yep, you got to make it. Yeah, they still got to <laughs> prove it. But, hey, they're winning some games, Reggie. You know, they're at the top of the division. They're having fun. And they're moving to Las Vegas, homie. 
where uh, weed will be legal next year. Yeah, we talked about that a while ago on our show that they were going to move to Vegas, and it's probably a good idea, man. I mean, why not? Exactly. And also just joining us in the chat room, my man from the Wait a Minute show. So check him out. What's going on? <laughs> I like all right, that. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, check it out, man. Good show over there as well. I've been uh, exploring the Spreaker fear, the Spreakus fear. Is that how I would say it? <laughs> Whatever. You know, just sounds, checking out some good. new shows and stuff and trying to make some contacts. You know, grow the audience, man. I mean, so, I would harass you about that um, pronunciation like you do me, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah, please do. Please yeah. do. <laughs> uh, Vince, by the way, um, I don't know if you saw on my Facebook, I put a, I played a short clip of your boy in his uh, step show back in 1994, man. It was hard to see. I saw you put it on there, man. It wasn't the best visual thing, though. Dude, it's VHS. What do you expect? No, I hear you. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm not talking shit, man. I was just saying it was just hard to kind of see. And, you know, when you're five feet tall, you know, to to find you, Reggie. Well, clearly, um, I have athletic ability, and I'm still waiting on your alleged step show tape that your frat brothers made. <laughs> yeah, so am um, I, actually. You sounded like a uh, a certain candidate that got elected and said all won the things, presidency <laughs> and, and got all and said all he was going to do all these things and show all these things, and all of a sudden, Hadn't done nothing's nothing come to fruition. Before, and now, now going to be president elect. <laughs> God. What a country. Who's that Russian dude? Yakov Smirnov used to say, what a country. But um, uh, just sitting here, man, got a, actually a big uh, college game here uh, out here at the Maui Classic. Uh, Wisconsin, 16th ranked Badgers in basketball, putting it on Georgetown here. Uh, they are up, I think, at about, they're up uh, 10 points. I, no, I cannot I do college basketball yet. Not even close. I don't even bother looking at it. Well, I like it because you can get better matchups like this early on because in the end it's all going to be settled in a big tournament anyway. So, you know, the early season, it's not like, you know, football where there's only those certain amount of games and a early loss or midseason loss can kill you. No big deal there. Hey, somebody had mentioned also in the chat room, I apologize who had said it, but they were saying that we mentioned about the Notre Dame academic situation. Have you – have you read much you about know, that? I, I caught a little bit of it here earlier today at lunch. Um, they got to give up some victories back for in what, 2012, 2013, over an academic scandal of all things at the mighty Notre Dame, the school that you know I love to hate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, does it surprise anybody? It is, you know, one of the toughest uh, universities uh, to get into besides like Stanford, but seriously? That shouldn't come as a shock. But what I thought was interesting is uh, was it Chip? Is it Chip Kelly? Right. Chip Kelly says uh, he had nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> so I, I find that funny. Um, how much what longer do you think Brian he'll be around? Kelly, I think so. Brian Kelly. My bad. Yes. Brian Kelly. You're right. Yeah. How, how long do you think uh, he's going to be around? You know, it's getting real hairy at Notre Dame. Um, you know, the school. um you know, they're they're used to having a certain amount of success there, obviously, historic program, yada, yada, yada. We, we all know what Notre Dame is historically, and they are not going to put up with too much more of this. You know, when you're losing to Navy uh, more than not and you're losing to, you know, um, a Boston college every once in a while here, schools like that. Now nah, you can't you can't do that and expect to be ranked in the top four to make it to the college playoffs, Reg. So. 
Um, the, you know, they, they got deep pockets at the, at that school, obviously. So I think he has another year. Now, if he has another year, like he did this year, he won't be there the following year. I'm looking at it. It said that it was a, uh, a trainer. Um, basically someone took the test uh for the students it was a student trainer so she she took six other tests to help these dudes out so i'm trying to figure out who snitched or who (laughs) who busted you know what i mean like i I don't know man um this whole thing with this these kids you know not getting paid and and, uh what's hardball getting nine million dollars it's a travesty and i don't know if you saw that 30 for 30 with that guy uh the one player from tennessee volunteers icky uh he was a cornerback and it was really oh, touching well you should check it out basically the dude you know he came from the inner city and this is a while ago but uh they had told me he was going to be a top 30 draft pick and um he was a cornerback and he was just fantastic went to make a tackle and ruptured a vessel or what whatnot but uh career was over really couldn't use his left hand but he went on to make millions as far as being a public speaker right. but it's just so sad and i look at you know guys like that and i just think you know what here's a guy you know he's went on to be a public speaker he lost millions of dollars the use of his left hand and i'm i'm sure if you would have asked him hey would you rather get a portion of this versus your your um scholarship he would say, yeah, but it's all gone now, you know, and I'll send it to you. It's actually a very, very interesting okay. Sounds cool, um, story. It was on a 30 for 30 uh, outside the lines, I think it was. Absolutely. And, folks, again, this is Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one. Follow Sports Done Right on Facebook, W-R-I-G-H-T, Sports Done Right, my last name. Join us in the private uh, chat and groups there. Um, Reggie, make sure you follow Reggie, DJ Dollars and Cents on Spreaker as well. So you get live notifications when Dollars, when his new show goes live and he's going to be doing some mixing. And, you know, we're going to find out what Dollars can finally do on the ones and twos, people. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Are you like my promoter, man? Thanks, well, bro. Well, if you can do something, I, I, I'm uh, absolutely going to be. Here we go. Here we go, man. You just DJ just half lines, pint line stepping. You did half the calories of your regular DJ. <laughs> <laughs> your t- your Twitter should be at the big head dot com. That's what it should be. Hmm? Tripping pool. Mm, yeah. Anyway, man. Um. So speaking of college football and whatnot, and coaches in some dire predicaments, Charlie Strong, University of Texas, <laughs> dog. Yeah, he's toast. You know, yeah, unfortunately, you know, it, it looks oh, it looks so good going in when they hired Charlie. You know, Texas got this brother down there, did big things, Louisville. Man, and it just it has not worked out. Now I I I hope he somehow some way can get to one more year, but you know, that Kansas game really hurt people, man. When you lose to Kansas and blowing a you know, blowing a big lead and losing a game like that in overtime to the Jayhawks in football. Yeah, dude, they, they stink. Yeah, yeah, you can't. That's that's un, undefendable when you're when you're Texas. Well, the, we saw this coming, man. The alumni didn't really want him anyway, which I found interesting. I'm actually shocked that they brought him in. Usually, when you got 
guys with big time pockets, they usually get what they want. He didn't they didn't want him. Um, but the guy's gonna walk away with ten mil. So uh I mean I feel bad for him as players like him, but I kinda his approach to me when he initially came in, I, I was like, This ain't gonna work. He just was launching people left and right, and I just thought he came in a little too brash to be down in Texas. That that was my first impression. Not saying he was wrong, everybody, but what I'm saying is we all know you, there's certain situations, especially down there, that you you can't just come in all gung-ho and, and just kicking people off the team and, and saying you're going to do this and this and that. But, yo, here's a question for you. I find it interesting that your frat brother – all of a sudden, is a no-show after Louisville got a foot broke off in their ass. You know what? He'll be in touch. And actually, I because oh. I don't know if he follows on Spreaker, and I didn't send him a link. And I'm that's a, I'm actually glad you said that. I'll, I'll send him the about link that real ass quick. kicking. That's karma. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that, karma. That, when yeah, you run boy, up they, the score. Let me tell you something, man. They yeah. they had Jackson in a box. I mean, you know. University of Houston, my cousin here on the other side of the glass is from Houston, so he's jumping up and down right now, Eric McLaren. But, hey, man. You this know, is a bunch w- of frauds, too. Well, you know, yeah, remember, Houston started off top 10 team, all that stuff, but this was, in a sense, their college football bowl game. This was their shot at redemption, and, you know, they came out and kicked ass, man. And, you know, hats off to the Houston Cougars. By the way, I like that little stadium they got on campus down there, man. That that looked real nice down there. I might have to go check out my cousin and come chill. Yeah, it's pretty slick down there. But, you know, like I was telling Coffee, karma has a way of ha- uh, happening, man. When you, when you do oh, yeah. stuff that you normally wouldn't do because they didn't need to run the score up. And here's the other thing. Stop talking trash until your season's over. And that's for all these college coaches. Well, you know, you people ain't going to talk trash at the end of the season, Reg. I mean, you know, well, wait that's, a minute. that's what makes sports talk no. is talking shit during the season. Vince, what I'm saying is wait till your, wait till your season's done, then make a case as to why your team should be somewhere. Like, wow. he ran up the score, talked all kinds of ish, and got demolished. And his boy got sacked, what, 11 times? Yeah, they got killed. I mean, it was, it was incredible. Oh, you know, I, I mean. No. He deserved that. They deserved that. I was actually rooting for Louisville, and then all that garbage went down. I was like, good for them. Good to get. They got their ass kicked. There he is, little little man. I'm just saying, man. Reggie Lawrence. Hey, man, I don't like people running up the score and trash talking for no here, Let me ask you this. As as you talk about running up the score, uh, style points, as we call it in college football, uh, I actually there was there's a, a show locally and they were talking about this and talking about how maybe it's a, it's a little overrated and I guess they would agree with you as they were talking about how it's not really needed anymore because people can figure out with the eye test now your types of losses and then, you know if a team plays you strong and all this stuff so a team shouldn't have to maybe run up seventy points on some little low life team you know. Maybe a forty-two to seven game is is just will suffice just as nice as seventy to nothing or whatever. But well, I, I tend to agree with you a little bit. Okay, because I was gonna say back in the days you had you know you have a computer obviously that that can't can't figure <laughs> I mean, it out. Yeah, yeah, they just spit out numbers. So yeah, computers like whole you know can't tell the difference from blasting somebody seventy something to you know forty-two to to, to fifteen right. or fourteen. But I agree. 
is that people watch these games and they realize that that's not necessary. And all you're doing is just kind of rubbing it in. And really, how good are you? Well, let's do this, man. Let's jump in this chat rooms. I want to take yeah. some time in this segment to really acknowledge the people that are out there listening. Sure, um, we'll have sure another thing. break a little later on before the end of the show. Got a couple more tunes I want you to hear. I actually got a debut song from a friend of mine that I'm going to play. But did you do you need to play my Kalamazoo song? But all right, go ahead. Did you send me the Kalamazoo song? I sent it to everybody, sir. Okay, let me let me check that then on the next break. <laughs> Um, I hope the audio level is a lot better than that initial mix. <laughs> <laughs> the what we call Reggie's subway mix because it sounded like all right. Gary Joyner said Notre Dame can't win their time to face it. Who's gonna um get all that religious nostalgia? Doesn't mean any football players would play there. JB Jennings dollars. They have the run up the score to make the argument that they need to get in the top four. Kind of the counter thing mm-hmm. is what we were talking about. JB Jennings, that is not accurate. You got people, you got, you have athletic directors, former ADs, coaches. They know, they know when you're running up the score and they know when, you know, uh, you're, you're beating up on a team and they know when you pull your guys, just like they're going to give a little bit of a, a leeway if you have a player that was hurt and like a quarterback that was hurt that's playing. I, there's no need to run up the score, to be honest with you. You just beat a, a good team. Beat them soundly with your players and then pull them and then put your your scrubs in. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, Clay Davis. Oh, I forgot. We forgot to welcome Clay, I think. Big Clay in the house tonight. Appreciate you, sir. Get some proper respect there. Clay uh, Sassy Ramsey Davis. Sorry. Sassy Ramsey says Texas didn't want to hire Charlie Strong in the first, like Notre Dame and Ty Willingham. Um, living here close to Notre Dame, I, I'm gonna. I'm here's the thing. I live about uh, maybe an hour and thirty minutes from Notre Dame. There was not anywhere near the backlash to hire um, w- Willingham like there was in Texas. Right. To be honest with you, now I, I'm going to say, um, uh, how do I put this? I, I think the situation of hiring an African American in the Midwest is a lot more uh, acceptable than. You know, I was Charlie Strong the first black head coach in Texas. Yeah, he was their first black head coach. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, you know. So, it, 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 trust me when I say this. Uh, that that Tyrone Willingham hire wasn't a situation where like all the alumni were like, you know, get the get the heck out of here. They weren't, you know, as much uh, against it versus <laughs> my man uh, Charlie going in there. Uh, they they did not like him at all. So Notre Dame, they were actually pretty happy with him, and it's kind of interesting. Weiss actually won Willingham's players after he left, but um, there are some scuttlebutt that they regret, you know, booting uh, Tyrone out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you know, and that's the thing because Charlie and, and the thing is they have to beat TCU this weekend. I mean, there's just there's no room for error now because, if, yeah, they lose this game this weekend, man. It, it's pretty much a wrap at that point. But if if they can do something and, and beat TCU, and TCU is not the TCU of the past couple years by any means, too. So, I mean, it, it is a winnable game, but um, we will see. We will uh, see. Gary said Todd Herman will take over in Texas. Charlie Strong should never went to Texas. It wasn't uh, dark enough. Um, the situation <laughs> it with, wasn't dark enough. <laughs> well, the situation with Herman is that it sounds like this dude, I mean, you're, he's, he's been able to get the cream of the crop down in, in uh, Dallas. 
to really uh, do what he has to do at Houston. Well, so, Well, Rich, let me ask you this, folks. And yeah. Again, this is uh, the Sports Done Right show here, xsquadaffiliates.com and Spreaker.com as well. Um, where does Les Miles shake out in this? Is he something or someone that, uh, you know, if you're at Texas, you know, he, he is sitting out there. And I know he's one of the first names that comes to mind, but – is, is that something that you can realistically see working if Coach Strong is let go? No, or here's why. Because he's he's too antiquated. Uh, they ran him out of LSU, and, you know, you're talking about that state that has just football talent galore. He had one of the best running backs. It's probably going to be, you know, a top pick, and he refused to change. I don't think uh, he's going to go to a, a place like that. He's just – they they want somebody that's going to be a Texas guy and, and probably pretty innovative. So I don't see Les Miles going there. I, I see him going to a, a a more rigid type program. You know what I mean? So I, I don't see Texas uh, doing that. They, there's talks of possibly the dude from uh, Western might potentially get some looks. PJ. Uh, that, that, that'd be a big get from, from where he is now. And all due respect for the dude, for, you know, coach at Western Michigan, you know, I'm not trying to dog him by any means, but I, I think that there's some other people that should be looked at in line okay, uh, so for him. But, um, JB said dollars, those clowns not watching the games. They only looking at the end result. Be real. If that's the case, I don't recall Wisconsin blowing anybody out by 60 and Ohio state beat up on some scrubs. So they've only they've blown some people out, but bums like Rutgers and scrubs like that. Who else is uh, in that tie? Alabama hasn't well, really been throttling. Well, here's the people. thing: is that they want Herman from Houston. That's that you know when you when you talk to the boosters. Who when Texas? You talk to, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's where he's going. Oh, definitely, he's you going know, to Texas. You yeah. know, so that's miles ain't even. Yeah, you know exactly, and that's where I was going with this. So. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll throw the bank out there. They'll, they'll entice them and all that stuff. And, uh, ultimately I think they would get him from the university of Houston. Um, you know, cause what he's done with the Houston Cougars is phenomenal, but, uh, Texas again, you know, they're one of those schools that we're so used to dominating, but you know, they're in a, you know, one of the biggest states in the country. There's what about seven Division One football programs in that state now. You know, so it's it's just a lot more recruiting battles that Texas has to deal with. And you know, I don't know, you know, how long is it would take for them to get back under a, co- a coach Herman, but you know, we'll see. Well, where did where did Herman coach at before Houston, sir? Good question. I, I don't know offhand. Uh, I, I want to say Ohio that. State. I think he was Ohio State court, uh, uh, offensive coach. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then he went to Houston. I think he's going to do big things down in Texas. But uh, JB just, I don't know if you had heard my comment, and JB said that they're looking for style points. Um, they don't look at those games. And I'm gonna, I went back at him and said, okay, how many teams did Wisconsin blow out? How many teams has um, Penn State blown out? How many teams – I mean, good teams. So I, I can't say that they're looking at style points. Ohio State hadn't blown out really anybody that worth beating. They blew out Rutgers and maybe Maryland, but they barely beat uh, Michigan State, Penn State. So I don't think they're looking at points. I think looking at strength of schedule, you know, and who you beat. Well, and real quick here, we got a new uh, person joining us in our chat room. I hope I'm saying this right. It's either Ouija Radio or WEJA Radio. Anyway, Ernie Abbott has joined us. Thank you, sir, for checking out Sports Done Right here. 
Uh, make sure you follow us and uh, keep chatting with us, man. We appreciate it. And he says 128 Division One schools, 11 black coaches. The number is unacceptable. Had no idea that shit was going on. I am yeah, going we to talk 100%. about it. Uh, we've talked about it here, you know, before, and on all the X squads or um, X squad affiliate shows, we have definitely talked about the lack of black coaches, African American coaches, man, in college football. And, I'm going to agree. Know, and, you know, I, it just kills me once again, you know, in the SEC, Sylvester Crum, when he took over, what was it, Mississippi State, I think, he, mm. you know, and he was the first black head coach in the SEC, but it was 2002 or 2003, man, and they were acting like they, you know, they, they did something remarkable, and no disrespect to the coach, but, you know, that has always just kind of ticked me off, man. I'm like, it's after the year 2000, and... It took you guys that long to hire a black coach in your conference. Uh, let's see here. Sluggo said Houston had a top 10 recruiting class last year. Yes, he did. Big L said his quarterback left for NFL Mocha. Charlie Strong is from Arkansas. He has a great defensive mind. He gets his, this, he right. gets his extra year. Next year is his year. Uh, Charlie Strong's de- defenses have been horrible since he's been at Texas. And now I think these are officially kind of his guys, but he ain't going to make it till next year, Big L. Not going to happen. Um, I feel bad for him, but unfortunately, he he wasn't the right fit anyway. You know, and it's tough when you go somewhere and the big money makers, the big wigs, don't want you there. You, you know, you got to win instantly in order for it to work out. In my personal opinion, um, let's yeah, see. Slug- tough, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Uh, Herman would win the big the battle of Texas to recruit. He said, uh, "Yes, Herman was the O coordinator during Ohio State championship year." That's the other thing. You could actually see, and I see it, a big drop-off in Ohio State with Herman gone. I mean, hopefully they'll get it back, but, man, he was uh, – I didn't realize how good he was until you see him at Houston and then you watch Ohio State now. They try to run the same thing, but it, it's the play calling is atrocious. Right, right. Well, folks, again, sports done right. Another broadcast. It looks like we got the first lady through the glass here as well. Big Welcome, L. Angie. Angie, how you doing? She's always talking smack, but she is home with a little Sydney here. So Sid the kid, Sid the kid, dog, Sid the kid. Thirteen going on thirty, Reg. Oh man, I my daughter is heading there. What she's ten, going on uh, twenty five. Oh boy, uh, te- Big O said Texas has not been good since Vince Young. Texas kids go everywhere now. It's not the fifties or sixties. Kids don't give a damn about Texas. <laughs> Exactly. I don't think kids really have any sort of loyalty to anywhere anymore, Vince. What are your thoughts on that, man? Oh, Am I no, way off? It's, it, no, it's 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 open season, dog. I mean, not even close. Um, you know, there might be some loyalty, you know, when it comes to family. You know, hey, I might want to play at a school a little easier, closer to home from you know my parents to get come down on a Saturday and check me out. But you know, if you, if you're the top Division One level, man, it's game on. You know. <laughs> Uh, and obviously, a lot of cases, the highest price wins, and you know that's how it is nowadays, man. There's not a lot of loyalty out there like there used to be. Because I know you're just a few years younger than me, Reggie. You know when we were coming up, different story. But today, yeah. man, it's it's just wide open. Well, yeah, they they have all these stupid um, videos showing where they're gonna go, and you got kid switching from Michigan because he said, "Hey, I got the wrong." Um, mail sent to me i mean seriously speaking of what are you what are your thoughts because we already hear michigan fans crying up here about oh our quarterback was hurt 
and that's if we lose, it's because we were missing our quarterback. What is your thoughts on that when you hear that, Vince? Well, I mean, it all depends on the backup. Now, you know, and I, I will admit, who is Michigan's backup? I have no idea. Um, I, I don't like, either. Um, my man is a uh, Michigan fan. Oh, wait a minute, show said. Hopefully Ohio State don't get it back. Go blue. He must be a Michigan fan. Does it matter who the backup is? Because did you know who Ohio State's backup was? When um, no, no, that's, no, that's, that's where I was going with it, man. Because, you know, I, I, I haven't kept a – I actually keep a pretty close eye on Michigan football usually. I haven't this year. So you're absolutely right. He can come in here, you know, pull a, a 12 gauge like, you know, back at Ohio State did and, you know, bam, off and run it. So we well, will see, you know, now on, on paper, obviously, JT Barrett solid, um, you know, bringing a backup into your rivalry game. But we will see. So, you know, right now, like I said, you know, I think Ohio State wins, you know, for a whole plethora of reasons. But, yeah, you're always interested when the backup quarterback comes in because it's their time to shine. And, you know, what better game than to uh, try and make yourself known than Ohio State, Michigan? All right, so I got a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot because you do that to me quite a bit. So what is your thoughts uh, I don't know. on, on um, paying a coach $9 million, basically the highest paid coach in, in college football? Right. And he hasn't done anything. He, he's getting paid more than Nick Saban. So, who's this? Uh, who do you think it is? Hold up. Who's making nine million? <laughs> who would you think is making nine million in college? Well, I know. I no. Seriously, just tell me who. Who's Jim Har- Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah, Michigan. So yeah, one of your well, best here, buddies, Reggie. Was, you was, tell. Okay, here's my thought on this. Yes, and, and you're you're and, up there in Michigan, so tell me how it sounds. And I'd love to get the the, the, uh, the other people in the chat room's thought on it. Yeah, too. exactly. So here we go. I think Michigan, when they decided to go after him and saw the success he had, obviously in San Francisco in a very short amount of time, obviously. Yes. And thought he could replicate that back at his alma mater, which he apparently has done. This year, obviously, outside of the the loss, but you know they're still in the mix. This is the second and year, right? I, yeah, exactly. Okay. And I think that Michigan, again, another school deep deep pockets for their football programs. They're a school that is two hundred percent obviously committed to their football program. There was no dollar amount that wasn't within reach for them to get Jim Harbaugh, rightly, wrongly, however you want to look at it. I'm just telling you the boosters, the people behind the scenes that pull the the blue and gold, you know, I machinery there. You get that? I That's get what that. I I'm think go down. That. Now, yeah, is nine million too much? Of course it is, man. I mean, come on. I, I get that, but they found a way to get it, dog. Well, hold on. So I mean, dude, they're one of the wealthiest alumni, but yes, Ohio State has a ton of uh, alumni that are wealthy too. But when I was on the show and, you know, your 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 buddy call me a hater or whatever all i simply said is i think his contract was seven million and it's one they had to beg the man to come there okay that that's one uh, and, and that's fine he decided to come but you cannot pay somebody nine million dollars to lose to iowa i don't care who you are you can't pay somebody more than nick saban and you damn sure can't pay to do more than um the guy that's been um kicking your butt and kicking your program's butt and and has won a bunch of ch- national championships but I was told that I was a hater and that's all I said is you pay a guy 9 million dollars 
You don't lose to Iowa. Well, let me say this here because the Wait a Minute show here in our chat room here on Sports Done Right says this. That $9 million is for the show he puts on. He recruits well, and they were desperate. Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hulk were a disaster. I, well, I agree with that as well. They're coming off two bad coaching hires also. Well, but – well, first off, and I like I sh- shared with, um, you know, I'm not Mr. You-Know-Who from Cali. I shared with him that you need to blame the situation um, on my man uh, on the, was it the Rich Rod hire? Because he, he had less miles. Oh, gosh. Uh, Lloyd Carr. And he completely sabotaged Michigan. Okay? Look it up, people. He was like, nope. He sabotaged because... Um, uh, what's the name? Miles was in the middle of winning a title with LSU back then. And then when they got wind and he kind of had to save face and they gave him a, an extension. So then they went to uh, Rich Rod. Yeah, that was a bad hire. But the problem is, is that Ohio State was pretty desperate, too, after Trestle left. But they they didn't go begging Urban Meyer and they didn't give him seven million dollars. When you're that one of the winningest programs in the history, you don't mm-hmm. beg a coach. To come to your program, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't get it. You don't beg somebody to come, okay? And then when you get the man, you got you. How do you give him seven million dollars? Or and then they, he just got two million dollars extra they gave him, and then he turns around and loses to Iowa, okay? Not ranked team, not Ohio State. You lose to Iowa. That's all I'm saying. And then you, no one wants to call that out. Like, when's the last time Nick Saban has lost to a bum squad? Not the Auburns of the world. Right. Like, you know, not the um, – No, I hear you. I hear okay, you. Okay, and that's all I was trying to explain, but I was a hater and this and that. Dude, <laughs> when you're nine million, you get $9 million, you got to win. Urban Myers won his second year. Yeah, you know, Urban, one of those, you know, very special coaches. So that's Absolutely. all I, I was just pointing out is you know, that I don't and, knock him for getting the money, of course. If you can get it, get it. But earn your money. Preach, homeboy, <laughs> preach. One of my best – actually, I probably – yeah, definitely one of the best football experiences I've had was that uh, uh, trip to go watch my beloved Minnesota Golden Gophers play down in Columbus, man. Uh, love or hate Ohio State, what they do down there is phenomenal. And if you ever get a chance to go check them out or go check out a game at the Horseshoe, you know, and I was, I think I was talking to Ninja about this at the uh, Doug Stewart weekend, maybe one of the top experiences for, you know, college football fans out there, man. It is just amazing. The amount of people that don't even go into the game that just stay out in the lots and watch on big screens and just keep the party going, you know, a hundred thousand plus inside man, Reg, it is phenomenal, man. So Throw that on your bucket list, man. You might have to go I check feel. that out. Now, so you're going to probably not believe that I said this, and this is the honest God truth. I was talking to a guy from Ohio, or a radio guy, and, and we talked, and I said, here's the situation. If Ohio State runs the table, and just say Penn State runs the table, they beat Wisconsin, I'm sorry, Penn State deserves to go before Ohio State. They'll go to the Big Ten championship game. And if they win the Big may, Ten? And, yeah, both may. They're both not going to get in. Not Penn State, but we'll see. Well, they we'll should, see. though. Penn State, Penn State should get in over Ohio State because why? They won they a national them. championship, yep. and they beat them head-to-head. Yep. I hate to say that. Are they a better team? No, but on that day they were, and, and that's, oh, yeah. that you day. know. 
So, so yeah, and that's that's part of the thing. Uh, you know, some key Big Ten games here um, coming up this weekend. My beloved Gophers, like I was talking about earlier, trying to end 13 years of misery to the Wisconsin Badgers uh, to get Paul Bunyan's axe back, the oldest uh, rivalry game going in college football right now. Um, you know, we got all kinds of games. Obviously, the Ohio State border war with um, Michigan. Um, obviously that's the big game on Saturday as well, man. Lots, lots of stuff popping off this weekend. Then we got the NFL, man. Well, let's do this here. Hold let's on, let me our... read a couple, a little bit of chat real fast. Yeah, bro. let's read, let's read some chat. We'll take our uh, second break, but when we come back, Reg, let's delve into this NFL, man, because a, we want to talk about my Vikings and I know you got some stuff to say about Mr. Tomlin. Oh uh, yeah. So Let's see here. Um, wait a minute. Said, uh, oh, you know, you already read that. Big L said, um, Harbaugh's going to be there, not be there in three years. He'll burn him out. That's, that's, that's his, you know, his personality. I agree. Um, my man said, Ouija Radio said, I'm a teacher in our district is approximately 34% African American, and there's one black teacher of over 300 educators. That's not right. Um, Classy Sassy said, wasn't Iowa in the Big Ten championship game last year? Uh, I'd, I'd have to kind of look that up. <laughs> uh, the way the minutes show said, so you're right. You don't beg, but I think Michigan, uh, I think Michigan for a little while was feeling themselves a little too much. And that was coming from a Michigan fan. Very true. Right. Right. Yeah. And by the way, uh, university of Wisconsin goes on to defeat Georgetown quite handily. Uh, they just had the score up, which I missed, but they won by about 15, I think. So Badgers off and running and will definitely be a factor in Big Ten basketball. And I'm, on, I'm probably on the national scene again. All right, my brother. Well, yeah, I mean, um, we could, uh, you know. Oh, you know, Big L, that's right. I'm just flipping it on, uh, getting my info here. And our beloved Golden Gophers, thank you for the update. We beat Arkansas tonight. In basketball? In, yeah, in basketball, fool. Oh 85 are, are to you, 71. That's right. The SEC Big Ten Challenge. We putting it on them. And let serious? me give a props out to the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, Amir Coffey. His dad, Richard Coffey, played here at the University of Minnesota back when I was in school. Uh, played with, uh, um, I, I think he was on the team that went to the, I think it was the final eight where we lost to Georgetown with Dennis Scott, John Sally, those, that deep. team. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but we uh, went to the uh, final eight that year, and his dad was on that that team. His dad is actually a Gopher legend, a former Army paratrooper. So he came out of the Army, so he was a little bit older, Reg, when he came to the Gophers. And just a, a big banger border. He'd, he'd throw up some points. But anyway, his son was – Son uh, plays. His son plays was for, actually the Mr. Bass. No, his son plays for the Gophers now. His son just graduated from high school last coffee. year. His son was uh, his son Amir Coffee was a former Mister Basketball. Nice. What channel? So, what channel is this Big Ten challenge? SEC challenge? Um, I I think our game was on the Big Ten Network, and I don't. Yeah, you should. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're in Michigan. So yeah. let me. I'm switching <laughs> monitors here now in the Situation Room. So right now it looks like they got the Indiana game on. But props to the Gophers, man. Five mm. and zero, oh, looking good early. Hey, did you see that old dude uh, running the ball? The 51-year-old yeah, guy? we were talking with Doug Stewart. 
of the Doug Stewart Show at his alma mater, South Carolina State University. I don't know what to think about that, man. I don't know if I, you know, as a, as a kid, would you be well, embarrassed or would he, you be? Well, here's the thing. Apparently, he comes from a very <laughs> athletic family. His wife was, uh, I believe, a college athlete. His son played college football. So fitness is, is something that the family takes, you know, very seriously. Doug was talking about this on his show. So, um, and if you watch the highlights, he actually went into the dude that tackled him. So yeah, he was putting in work. <laughs> exactly, man. So we actually got to give it up to Papa Joe here for a minute. Standing ovation as the crowd stands up here. I totally agree. I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, let's Vince do this. Up we, there. Is that oh, funny man, funny man? <laughs> but let's do this, man. We're gonna take our last break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk some NFL. Um, Reggie has definitely got something to say about Mike Tomlin and his Steelers. Oh, uh, he's man. been going off all week on social media. So Reggie will finally, finally put a voice to the frustration with Coach Tomlin. Uh, my Vikings back on the winning streak and uh, getting yes. ready for a big th- uh, Thanksgiving Day game in Detroit. And with that, folks, keep it tuned here. Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com. We will be right back after this.
dark And it ain't till 12 till the party really starts And I always had to be home by 10 Right before the fun was about to begin Crowds of people lined up inside and out Just for one reason, to rock the house But in the daytime, the streets were clear You couldn't find a good freak anywhere Cause it's from all in They like to wear leather jackets, chains and spikes. They wear rips and zippers all in their shirts. Real tight pants and fresh mini skirts. All kinds of colors running through their head. And you could just about spot a freak anywhere. But then again, you could know someone all their life. And might not know their freak unless you see them at night. Cause the freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. Jumping, the place is packed, and when the crowd's like this, I'm ready to rap. But before I could buzz around on the mic, freaks are all over me like white on rice. Freaks come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, but what I like about them most is that they're real good lovers. They do it in the park, they do it in the dark, but most freaks are known for breaking hearts. You can never tell what a freak is thinking of, and you may never catch a freak without at least one glove. If they don't walk, when they step, they strut. And nine times out of ten, they drive you nuts. So take my advice, you don't stand a chance. Freaks are so bad, they got their own dance. So if you wanna live a nice, quiet life, do yourself a favor, don't come out at night. Cause freaks come out at night. Freaks come out at night. Freaks come out at night. Freaks come out. Freaks come out at night. 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 Freaks come out. Got it right. 
sports done right. Check us out right here on Spreaker every Tuesday night with your host, the big smooth Vince Wright. You can keep up with all the latest breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook. It's about time you got your sports done right. All right, folks, we are back. Vince Wright, Sports Done Right, the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota with the one and only Reggie Lawrence, DJ Dollars and Cents. Sometimes he makes sense, sometimes he don't, but he's lots of fun to talk to. And with that being said, uh, Reg, the floor is yours, my man. The Pittsburgh Steelers, your coach, Mike Tomlin. (laughs) Take a deep breath, brother. This is going to be your segment. I am just literally going to step back and and watch for the next two minutes, homeboy. Ladies and gentlemen, you know know what's coming. Here we go. Reggie Lawrence. So the cool thing is um, you can fact check everything that I say. All right. I don't just get up here talking ish. Uh, So question for you, sir. By the way, Reg. Question for you. Um, Do you know uh, what Bill Belichick's record was in Cleveland? Do you know? No, I don't. Okay. Do you know how many years he was in Cleveland? He was there a couple years, wasn't he? 91 and 95. All right. So his record was 36 and 44. So. Uh, they moved to Baltimore or whatever. Would you say Belichick was a horrible coach? Um, no, I wouldn't say he was a horrible coach. No. Okay. Um, okay. No, I wouldn't say he was horrible. So while in Cleveland, he had a washed up Bernie Kozar. He had, um, Mike Tomzak. He had an old over the hill Vinny Testaverde. Okay. So I find it, I find it interesting that people talk about, you know, now how great, uh, Belichick was. And I was, uh, debating somebody and someone was like well Belichick you know he he wasn't good when he first started off I go yeah no duh look at the quarterbacks he had and then guess what happens oh uh he goes to New England and guess what happens sir who who do you think his quarterback is talk to me so his quarterback has been uh Tom Brady probably going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks in history correct or would you agree one of the best oh yeah yeah okay so that I told a guy, you just made the point that I was trying to make. Now you take the beloved Mike Tomlin that everyone loves. Okay, Mike Mike Tomlin. Let's backtrack to Bill Cowher had the likes of Mike Tomzak, Bubby Brister, Neil O'Donnell, Cordell Stewart. Uh, the name goes on and on and on. Not even uh, second tier quarterbacks. Okay, and guess what? He wins a Super Bowl when he gets who? A franchise quarterback by the name of who? Big Ben Roethlisberger. And hmm, he got him his rookie year and then his second year he won. All right? And then I don't even want to run. You know, I will run down some of the list of the defensive players that Bill Cowher had. That's why that they were in a lot of these games with such horrible quarterbacks. They had Casey Hampton. They had Joey Porter. They had the great Troy Palomalu. They had Jason Gilden. They, I mean, the list goes on and on. Larry Foote, Deshae Townsend, okay? These are all players that then the beloved Mike Tomlin inherited once he came to Pittsburgh. The other thing is Mike Tomlin has had a franchise quarterback his whole entire career in Pittsburgh. Whole career. 
So that's all I'm saying to people. <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. No, you, you. I mean, those those stats and people hate Colin Cowherd. And it's funny. He had shared the same thing. And I just happened upon that and was like, wow, he shared the same thing that I said. Well, look, when, when you have a franchise quarterback, it makes up for a lot of things and you win. Go ahead. OK, before we get into the chat room here, I just want to welcome some new folks up in the mix. The one and only um grego has joined us the main man the sushi eater the tom brady loving pocket passer defending grego Greg in the house what up gotta welcome 334 bama boy in here that's right his alabama crimson tie just crushing people man just crushing is jb's from minnesota right what's that jb jennings from minnesota no where's jb from uh, JB, where are you from? Let the people uh, what, know. What fan is JB? Ro- he roll with? I, I forget. I mean, because a- a- answer a little sawed off if you can. Oh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, he, he put violin, but I find it humorous. But no, and I mean, I assume it is Trey because we have we have talked to uh, Trey before. Uh, Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. My main man over there. Um, he's oh, and by the way, to what you were saying, he says Ben wasn't the Ben he is now during that first Super Bowl run. Who said that? That'd be uh, Trey from Barbershop Sports Talk. Trey, that'd be one hundred percent correct, sir. And guess what? That defense was. They also had Jay, uh, Harrison on that defense. He's one hundred percent right, and just about eighty to ninety percent of that defense translated over to Mike Tomlin. Therefore, he has had great defenses early in his career and a franchise quarterback that just came into his prime. Yep, and that is Trey that's with us. So, again, what up to Trey out there? Um, got my cousin in town, higher learning, Eric McLaren, from uh, originally from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, up in Grego's neck of the woods. He's uh, over here actually hanging out with the first lady, rapping with her here at the executive mansion. I'd ask um, uh, J.B. Jennings, who's a better quarterback? Or, excuse me, who's a better coach? Um my man, that uh, the the whoa, little Chucky, or was it the uh, the team he inherited from? What was the African American well, coach? Well, uh, JB Jennings is actually taking a small little shot at you, saying Dallas getting sensitive. Oh, please, JB, <laughs> you didn't answer my question. So, who's better? Was it um, your, your boy that got fired and went to the Colts, or was it um, Chucky that's now on Monday Night Football? Oh, hmm. ho, ho. <laughs> Listen to Thank you. I, I, I'll be I'll be done now. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Tommy. Go ahead. I, I just think it's fine. It's kind of ironic when your two best players are calling out your coach. <laughs> Antonio Brown airing out uh, locker room stuff. Big Ben's airing out stuff, saying that uh, you know the rookies aren't doing it. He needs the coach needs to step up and talk to him. Um, Antonio Brown is 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 complaining. It's not good when you have your star players uh, airing out your head coach in any level, white, black, green, purple. Not a good situation when you have that happening. Hey, J.B. Jennings says he roots for the Bucks, the same team Tomlin came up with. They suck, too. Where are they at now? Oh, boy, here we go. They've what, won one Super Bowl. They suck. So how about that, J.B. Jennings? You play that violin. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> How's that violin for you, sir? Oh, Lord. Hey, anyway, um, big college uh, basketball <laughs> games going off tonight. Uh, hey, for everybody down there in Atlanta, GA, the University of Georgia tied early with Kansas. Kansas, number five in the country. They're tied at 15 with 11, 11 and a half minutes here in the first half. 
So uh, Georgia hanging tight early. Good for them. Go Bulldogs. <laughs> Listen so, to Reggie's proud of himself tonight. Reggie, Reggie liked, the, liked that one. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, these are all facts that people just refused to um, look up. I mean, you can't debate. Belichick is now probably, they said, the best quarter coach in history. And why? Because he has had the, the best quarterback in a decade or so. It's, it's, it's elementary, people. Well, so let, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, you know, I mean, I mean, no one else can talk any sort of facts. All they, they, they talk about from the outside of JB their Jennings team. Jennings says Tomlin's the better coach. Gruden won with Dungy's team. Oh, so Tomlin actually is winning with um, Cowers players. So he's not a better coach. And where's his defense now? Where's the team now? We'll see when Tomlin doesn't have Big Ben. Classy, sassy Ramsey Davis says Tony was better, but Chucky had the Raiders playbook. <laughs> I thought Dungy was better too, but that's funny how JB doesn't. I like, I love how JB flips the script. It's Mocha. oh, oh, uh, Gruden won with what's the name's players, but doesn't want to say that Tomlin won with um, Cowers players. Very interesting. Well, moving on from that, folks, let's talk a little local here for my uh, Sports Done Right crowd. Um, ooh, I was getting a call from George on the phone there. Interesting. Um, Minnesota Vikings back on track after a nice win last week. Sam Bradford looking all right. The return of the Vikings defense a little bit. Um, you know, nothing to, to write home about here. You know, this has been a interesting division all of a sudden, the NFC North Ridge with, you know, the Packers, you know, I've been mean, tanking another game. Um, you know, people, rumors coming out now about how, uh, you know, the, the players there are not fans of their quarterback. Which one? Of, of Bradford? No, in Green Bay. Oh, Rogers. yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. Um, the Lions playing my Vikings for first place. So Detroit, you know, all of a sudden they're in the mix. You know, when the season started, nobody was thinking about the Lions. And all of a sudden is the roar restored. Um, the Wait a Minute show says go Lions. Yep, he's up in that Michigan area. Uh, yeah, yeah you, the Lions look pretty decent, actually. Um, Stafford's coming into his own. Uh, I, I, they're not not looking too bad. And I got my cousin back online here, and uh, he is a – here we go. He is a huge Patriots fan. Yeah. So, Grego, uh, another brother here from Cape Cod, another Patriots fan. But, man, New England, you know, they're in the division. You know, I don't see anybody stopping them. Jets, no. Buffalo, no. I see. I, uh, the, the Patriots defense is really um... – in my opinion, it, it is going to be a hindrance. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't think it's going to be a runaway like everybody thinks it will be. Hey, JB, going back to your uh, Steelers takes here, and we're just going to be jumping all around here. Dollars, you, y'all been in the playoffs consistently under Tomlin. What's your beef with him? We should have won more. We should have. We've given away Super Bowls. That's my beef with him. He 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 is going to waste a. Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, Ernie Abbott 
Ouija Radio or W-E-G-A, whichever one is correct, sir. Dion Lewis back for Patriots after injury. Remember that name. That man can play. He's going to tear it up. Classy, sassy, Ramsey, Davis, Clay Davis. He says, please, Brady is a system quarterback. Put his ass on a different team. He's not that effective. Oh, my God. I, I'm, well, I'll let, Gre- I'll let Grego Shots handle fired. his own team. I, I'm not going to comment on that because it is what it is. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I think that that's hilarious. Um, it just sucks, though, that you you waste a franchise quarterback that's probably going to be one of, you know, one of the best quarterbacks. His, his stats are um, as in the top ten um, when you're talking about Big Ben. So it's right. just very, very disappointing that we're going to go down like that. But it is. It, it happens. It is what it is. Um, what about your uh, your Vikings? Have they righted the ship or what? Not completely. Not completely. They got a good win last week, but um, you know this this going to be a fun game here on Turkey Day, Detroit. You know, looking good all of a sudden. Like I said, um, be interesting to see what the Vikings can do. They're going to be on the road. Um, very festive crowd for Thanksgiving there in Detroit always. So uh, we're we are definitely going to see if the defense is back and if they can get some pressure on Matt Stafford because they're going to have to. What the hell's going on with um, McKinnon, man? Now, now they've made Asiata the, the lead back. I, I don't, it's, it's it's yeah, man. It's it's bumper pool with these two casts, man. Um, they one kind of gets going for a game and then can't do nothing, and vice versa, bro. That's how it is, and. You know, and now it looks like Adrian Peterson, word on the street here is that he's going to be coming back here next month um, in December. So it looks like now they're just trying to buy time to get AP back. And if they can make that playoff run and, you know, have, you know, if you're a Vikings fan, you hope and have a hopefully healthy uh, AP. We'll see. I, I want to make yeah, one these, comment. These guys, and, and the thing is, uh, both of those guys, Asiata and McKinnon, started off, you know, promising. So it's been a, a slight disappointment that they have regressed along with, you know, the rest of the offense. Uh, what do you, uh, well, what's been the prognosis on your boy, uh, by the way, Bridgewater? I was just curious. Have you heard anything? Is he making um, good or he's no? In, he's making good progress. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, just kind of same old, same old. Okay. I mean, I wish nothing but the best from him. And hopefully maybe they, they needed a, a couple of weeks, two or three weeks to rebound their defense-wise and change things up. Um, it'd be nice if they make it competitive over there. Right. As far as Aaron Rodgers, I think we always had heard that Aaron Rodgers was kind of a jerk, right? I mean, didn't oh, you yeah. hear that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Um, but when winning covers up a lot of stuff, right? Uh, well, yep, <laughs> winning and winning Super Bowls absolutely does, homeboy. Here's – um, and I'm not a – Brady defender or Pats, actually, I'm not a big fan of them. But what's interesting, everybody says he's a system quarterback. And I'm like, okay, Belichick is a very smart man. So please explain to me why Belichick hasn't traded Brady if he was such a system quarterback and gotten a boatload of picks for him. It seems like he's traded everybody else. He's traded Castle. Um, You know, you got Prescott. You know, you got uh, what's the Garoppolo. He's don't tell me he hasn't had the opportunity to trade Brady. So if he if he was such a system quarterback and Belichick is not afraid to trade cats, it doesn't matter who you are. Why is he not traded Brady? For everybody that was at, you know, talking in the chat room, 
about you know Brady. The dude's probably one of the best quarterbacks. I hate to admit it. I used to think he was okay, whatever. But the guy is just unbelievable. I, I never realized he was that good. And I hate him. <laughs> and the Pats. Very well said, brother. Very well said. For once, a uh, take that makes a little bit of dollars and cents. Oh, man. Here we go. Yeah. Wow, very nice. Very nice. All right, folks. So, we are about to wrap up the Sports Done Right show. Oh, we got family invading the uh, situation room here. Whoa, whoa. Give me the mic. Give oh, me the God. mic. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, white girls gone wild. Let- Give it up for the wife, the one and only first lady of Minnesota sports, Angie Wright. What? You know it. <laughs> she coming in with a fork. At, what, what you eating? A cupcake. <laughs> with a fork? With a fork, she's eating. Angie, a really? A fork? Yeah, that's what hey, she's Reg. doing. Hey, Angie. How you doing? Good. Yo, homegirl, home really a cupcake with a fork? Look at cupcake. You don't need a fork, though. Gigi's cupcakes. Ooh, okay, but do you need a fork? Look at all the frosting on here. Can you see that? I can, but do you need a fork? It looks yes, really good. <laughs> I do need a fork. Okay, all right. It gets messy. Now, the gov, he just goes like two-fisted cupcakes. I'm with the right gov on the, that, man. Right in his mouth. <laughs> messy and everything. Anyway. Got to use your digits to pick it up. You don't need a fork. <laughs> <laughs> I need forks. Forks are good. Hey, JB, take it easy, bro. JB's got to take off. So thanks for tuning in, bro. Thanks, JB. Much love. (laughs) I don't know why y'all all like to harass me and take shots, but you're the ringleader, though, man. You start all this, and everybody else feeds off of that. No, no, no. Is he giving you crap tonight again, Reggie? Oh, half pint started in early. DJ half pint, and he could drown taking the shot. All right, and we're back. That was uh, Lil Vanilla there, the wife of the sports governor of Minnesota, the first lady of Minnesota sports. So probably a little, little deep on that bottle of wine at this point. <laughs> Let's see a real quick chat. Yeah. Uh, uh, Greg will preach. Um, Big L Brady's a good hit away from being out. Man, that you know what? That's the one thing about that dude. He doesn't take big hits. Tom Brady does not take big hits too often. Um, classy, uh, Clay Sassy, Ramsey Davis, you're right. The kicker won three of those four Super Bowls, and an undrafted corner won the other. Wow. He's talking about, obviously, Vinatieri, who, who was money. But you got to get Vinatieri to that spot, people. A kicker you know, isn't any good unless you put him in a spot to win the game. Well said. And um, I was just uh, chatting here in the chat room. I uh, put some pictures of these fantastic cupcakes on the Sports Done Right Facebook page, man. Uh, these cupcakes are phenomenal. I will say that I haven't had them yet, but I cannot wait to partake. <laughs> I'm sure you will. No, they're, they're, you know, they're just from one of those kind of more upscale cupcake stores. So they're like oh. miniature cakes. Is that what they actually are? Hey, um, I didn't hear this story. Uh, Clay Sassy Ramsey Davis said, did you guys talk about the dumbass girl that put hot water on her boyfriend ending his season oh, and yeah. possibly ending his potential NFL career? I, what, I missed that. Was he? Was I, he? I, 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 I just kind of heard, heard about was that he on cheating? the peripheral. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, I'll look that up, Clay. It had to be cheating involved. 
<laughs> or just, just a crazy chick. Just a crazy mm, chick I'll look it up and I'll out. bet you I'll get back to you. Uh, Grego said, so Clay, Matt Ryan and Oswald is playing in that same system. You still have to accurately deliver the football. Come on, sir. Put the hate aside. No doubt, no doubt. We just said Brady will retire in a patch uniform or five years after winning one for the thumb. Mm. Exactly. Exactly, Reg. Well, Alrighty. hey, man. Well, we've come to the end of another uh, Sports Done Right uh, with Reggie here. And uh, hopefully we'll be back Sunday with that Sports and More show. Yes, sir. Um, we or, will. No, we, no me basketball. Me and Reg are going to figure out something here because now Reg is busy on Sunday with the uh, Cobras there in Kalamazoo. Not only DJing, but announcing. We're good, though. Um, I don't have a game this uh, Sunday, oh, okay, so uh, All right. we're going to go after it. All right. Um, let's tell the lovely Carla Winchester what's up. Row the boat. Go Western Michigan. Yes, sir. Um, big, big game. Um, it's exciting news uh, for Western down here, but uh, appreciate it, brother. All right, man. Well, you have a good night, sir. Um Hopefully you'll chill out, enjoy the rest of the night, maybe have a shot or two. I will. I still got to work tomorrow. Some of us have to work, man. You want to talk about prestigious and Carnegie Mellon. Meanwhile, you're chilling <laughs> and your boy out here grinding on on, on uh, Wednesday. Hey, man, I hope you have a very productive day at work tomorrow. I'll be thinking about you at breakfast. Thanks, man. All right. Don't eat too much, brother. All right. All right, folks. Well, we're going to get out of here again. That was uh, Reggie. Thanks for uh, helping me out here tonight. Reggie, the co-host of the Sports and More show, uh, joining me tonight on Sports Done Right. So we will be back Sunday, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, the Sports and More show. So we'll... Who knows? We may have a uh, interview set up. I know Reggie's been working on some things, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, Otherwise, I'm gonna, um, I'd oh, like go to bring uh, bring the owner of the Calum or the Kalamazoo Cobras on, and then also uh, one of my buddies who owns this uh, big time transportation service in Cleveland, and he's going to be doing some big things. So I'd like to bring him on as well. Absolutely, man! And everybody have a great, great holiday. Um, to all the folks in the chat room, all the, and then we had a couple new folks tonight, uh, Ernie in there, um, Ouija Radio, um, everybody, man, Mocha, Gary G Money, New New Queen, just everybody, man. You, all the X Squad affiliates, make sure you go to xsquadaffiliates.com. All the shows in there, lots of big things happening. And uh, yeah, keep your eyes tuned, keep your ears tuned, I should say. Um, lots of big announcements coming. Uh, very soon here for X Squad affiliates and the X Squad Nation. So, Reg, have a great holiday, man. You guys got big plans? No, just chilling, brother. Actually, my mom's gonna come up, so I'm gonna. Oh, cool. Uh, we're gonna skip uh, skip Carla's uh, <laughs> parents Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's well, a whole you know, other. That's hey, that's how it is. You know, you got to make choices, and yeah. I'm actually gonna jet and. You know, I'm going to jet over to my mom's for a minute, and then I got to go meet Angie over at my mother-in-law's. Cool. I know how it gets, brother. I know how it gets. All right, man. Look, man, don't eat too much turkey, man. You need to hit the gym, dog. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. All right, my man. You're taking vile shots at a brother. Look at you. No, man, I wasn't even saying it like that. See, I didn't even say it like that. Here we go. I'm looking out for your health and your well-being, man. All I'm just the, saying. The, the man that was in the Michael Jackson state of mind here at the beginning of the show, Mr. Which, Pharmaceutical Rep, 
dude, you were you were lit up at the beginning of the show. Nah, man, I just <laughs> hey, I was uh, I had some some things going and and uh, <laughs> yeah, you had some things going. I, all right, bro. I'm. Uh, you know what? That's that's for you to accuse me of of having some sort of uh, pharmaceutical. Don't get high on your substance. own supply. <laughs> Don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> Whatever, man, with your easy E flannel oh, jacket on, shit. brother. Anyway, man. <laughs> anyway, lay off the flannel. It's cold up here in the Twin Cities, man. Flannel's I, where it's at right now. Eight degrees here in Michigan, so I feel you, dog. Yeah, well, the, the coldness is uh, definitely coming <laughs> your way, homeboy. All right, my man. All right, homie. Everybody out there, have a great, happy, and safe Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. Me and Reg going to be back Sunday night. Make sure you check out all the rest of the X-Squad Nation. Props to everybody, man. Um, good night. Peace. Peace. Unconquered, unbound, undefeated. You finally got it right. Sports done right. Check us out right here on Spreaker every Tuesday night with your host, the big smooth Vince Wright. You can keep up with all the latest breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook. It's about time you got your sports done right.